Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 187. Look how brave we are, Neil, giving it a number. I know, right? Yeah, you know, we've done pretty good recently, right? Yes. Yeah. If you need to get a hold of us, of course, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail, Punk Till I Die on Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook, Punk Till I Die podcast group on Facebook. Yes. We got and new members every day, new members every I, day, right? I, it is amazing, isn't it? They come from out of the woodwork. Right. Also, I still have stickers, so right, if you want to send me your address, I will send you some stickers. I'm sending some out to jolly old England today to our friend Ben, who is going to vandalize music venues that he goes to by sticking our stickers all over. In Leeds, so. excellent. Good man. Yeah. Yes. So, Neil, we, have, we have actually have an interesting guest today because if you would have told me a year ago that we would have had this person as a guest, we would have thought you were crazy, right? We That's, that's very okay. true. That needs some explanation, but that, well, that, that's true. Well, the funny thing is, well, because we didn't really get this band, but then when we saw them live, we kind of got it or started to get it. And I think a lot of people would probably have that reaction. So we have today with us Chris, Christopher from Crazy in the Brains. How are you doing, Christopher? Or Chris, I'm sorry, Chris. Yes, what's up, y'all? How's it going? Not so much, man. So, so your name—it's funny, right? So your your name is Christopher Jesus. Is that your, or is it Jesus? Is that like the name your parents gave you, or is that like uh, that's not like Elvis Presley? It's not like made up. <laughs> no, that's actually my name. Is it Jesus though, or is it actually Jesus? Uh, wh- however you want to pronounce it, it's fine. <laughs> I got you. All right. Well, we'll we'll stick with Chris. So yeah, Chris is probably uh, <laughs> safest. Yeah, the safest bet. Yeah. Easier, a little easier to. Uh, Digest. So, Chris, you you're from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, born and raised. Gotcha. So, so I was, we were saying a little bit before we started. We really don't know a whole lot about your band. So, what? Uh, how did you guys uh, get together? Uh, uh, this band started in the open mic scene in in, in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So, uh, me <laughs> and the former xylophone player, um, we grew up together. We were in like a lot of kind of thrashy uh crust punk bands and and uh, he played drums i played bass we did the we did like squat shows and 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 basement shows for like our teenage years and early 20s and then all that kind of dissolved and i started playing open mics um solo just just trying to do my own music now we we, we were in any of those bands that, that we might have heard of before did any releases uh, or anything probably not honestly like they, they, we were we were young and like just kind of figuring it out um th- th- this band is really like the first band where we started to make like real moves you know and gotcha. like play yeah or and, and and do the whole thing so um yeah but it, it it started in the open mic scene because i was i was playing solo um so you just you're sitting there like you're sitting there strumming your acoustic guitar doing the kind of bob dylan thing basically uh yeah i mean bob dylan was definitely an influence and and um you know i was i was just figuring it out i had never really written songs on my own i wasn't the singer i was never a singer before like i just kind of played bass so um everything came together in the open mic scene in new york city and uh that's (laughs) That 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 like scene and that vibe really, um, you know, nurtured our weirdness and and, and allowed <laughs> kind of like really dig in and just kind of see how experimental we could possibly get and and uh, it was cool. It, it, honestly, it was it was like taking a different entrance into into the punk scene. To be honest, like now, wh- hmm. when are we talking? Are we talking like early two thousands here or nineties or what? Uh, this was like probably like twenty eleven. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, like. Yeah, um, 
and uh, just slowly started building up from there. Uh, like I said, it was acoustic originally, so like each year I started adding a different piece. I added, we added, I added xylophone. I brought Jeff into the mix. Then I'd say a year later we started adding drum and bass, but I was still playing acoustic. And then we, I switched to electric, and then I got off the guitar eventually, and uh, just became, you just started singing live and 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 get passed guitar off to Ernest. And it's just been evolving and uh, expanding ever since. <clears throat> so, so originally though, is you playing acoustic, and then like your first, like originally as a two piece, so you'd be playing acoustic and singing, and then you'd have xylophone. That was like the that was like the the genesis of the band. That was that was yeah. I mean, yeah, basically, I I I did it myself without xylophone for a bit. Yeah, and and, and then xylophone came into the mix. But yeah, it was very stripped down, and. Uh, very uh raw you know like like bare bare minimum instrumentation and uh no yeah I, I have to ask i have to ask so you said he used to be a drummer in the other band and then so why xylophone that's uh that's kind of a big jump right there yeah um you know a lot of the a lot of the punk bands that inspired us were were the ones that were kind of pushing the limits like mm -hmm. you know, like the x-ray specs or or, or x or uh, Bikini Kill and, and I, you know, band, bands of that nature who, who were just who are suicide and, and stuff like that. Like, I was always I was always more interested in, in like pushing the boundaries and and um, so when we first started the group, you know, it was it was an intention of ours to not just kind of mimic what had already been done, and we wanted to, like I said, dig a little deeper and see and see like. What do we have to offer that could be something different and something unique? And Jeff, at the time, was going to school, and he had to learn a bit of a bit of uh, of uh, percussion for his major. Um, he had to learn a, l a little bit of everything. Like like uh, he's already a drummer, but he was learning timpani and, and, and mm -hmm. all this other shit that I I didn't really like um, really know much about. But but he had a marimba. He stole a marimba marimba from his high school and because uh, <laughs> he couldn't afford because he couldn't afford one at the time um and that was just laying around the house you know we were like drinking 40s and like <laughs> and like just jamming and and like doing crust punk stuff without crust punk instruments <laughs> exactly yeah yeah i mean and i'm like yo like i mean i don't remember if it was me or it was him but one of us was like yo like what if we just throw this in the mix and see how this sounds and uh we did and uh, we actually we jammed the Ramon song first. We played Chinese Rocks because that was a song that we used to play in our high school band. Mm -hmm. And it, like, yo, this kind of sounds dope. Like, then we started just like throwing it in 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 the mix with some of my songs, and like we really liked it. We're like, yo, nobody's doing this, and 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 this this sounds cool to us. So we just rolled with it, and um. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what that's that's a so why don't we play the songs chronologically mm -hmm. so we can kind of give people an idea of the sort of development of the band so what's a good or it doesn't even necessarily need to be chronological but let's stick a song and what's a good example of sort of your classic early or, stuff or maybe your, yeah, your yeah. early xylophone stuff uh, of the songs you picked theoretically of the songs I picked you know I, I, I probably picked songs that that, more modern yeah that are a little bit newer but i but i think the xylophone is pretty heavily featured on the song um vaporwave that i sent you okay so what so what's vaporwave about 
that song is that song honestly is 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 me i was very much in my abstract kind of like we mentioned bob dylan before and like his lyricism like was definitely a big influence at that point um mm. and, I, and i was really trying to just like explain exp, explain like different scenarios in in my in my life without using like the most obvious language so it kind of it kind of reflects on uh, verse one is is reflecting on a, on a romantic relationship and verse two is me kind of complaining about my uh my uh issues with the music industry and, and the music business as opposed to you know music as an art itself um yeah. and uh yeah i think the xylophone is, pre is pretty heavy in that song so that might be a good example Sounds good. Let's spin that, Neil. Okay, so this is uh, Crazy in the Brains with their first one tonight. This is called Vaporwave. That was uh, crazy in the brains with vaporwave. Now, was that on a? Was that officially released? Was that a? Was that a single or on an EP or something? Because I know you guys have a lot of vinyl out, right? I've, I've, I remember seeing that at the show. Yeah, that one's not on vinyl, but it is on a release. It's it's uh, and we had a music video for it. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. that was like maybe three years ago. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So when you started playing with the xylophone thing, was there any hesitation, or did you guys just automatically say, you know what, let's do this thing? Or was there, like, kind of a internal struggle about whether or not you should try it or whether you should, you know, try to go more traditional kind of rock or punk route? Uh, no, there was no hesitation, honestly, because, like, for me, like, this is... Uh, I couldn't really do this any other way. Like, you know, like, mm. I, not necessarily... Not meaning I can't... I could only play music with the xylophone, because we're done with this iPhone now but it's sure like, i can't really follow any kind of blueprint like 
it's just it's just it's kind of like contradicts the whole purpose of and and point and intent of why i'm i'm in this in this, in the punk scene you know what i mean like sure. i gotta do what's authentic to me and and at the time that was you know so I'll, yeah people people in my in my circle at the time are like yo you, you sure you want to do that like that's kind of weird and like honestly i've never been the type of person to like seek out advice too often like people have told me a lot of shit that i wanted to do was a bad idea and <laughs> usually at the end of the day like they were wrong you know so like um sometimes right but usually wrong right I honestly, yeah, I mean, honestly, more times than not, uh, people are wrong because people people tend to hesitate and like you know shy away from what isn't safe, right? And yeah. but it's like I feel like if you play it safe your whole life, you 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 end up bored, you know. So well, like, I think well, few it, people have a vision, right? Very few people actually have any kind of vision. They just yeah, yeah. status quo. Well, and th- and I think what he said, he's, he, th- I think it was kind of important because in the early in the early days of punk rock, we go back to the you know, especially in England and stuff. Yeah, X-ray specs had had a um, saxophone. I mean, there was there was no there was no set of rules back then, right? People just did whatever they felt, and it was new. Yeah, right. And uh, I can actually really, I can really really respect that. I think that's cool. Um, so. Well, I'm I'm just looking at Discogs here, and it says that uh, it says like if I don't even know if this is right. Discogs sometimes isn't right, but it had your first single coming out in like 2011 on uh, Baldy Longhair Records. Uh, what is that? Was that was that was that self-produced or something or what? That was a uh, that was a that was a punk rocker from from our hometown who, who decided to start up a label, and it was cassette ba- it was cassette tapes only. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I thought it was later than that, but whatever the year, yeah, um, yeah, we, that was like the first person who decided to put out our music, and um, it, it was a DIY punk label, you know. Yeah, well, it looks like you had a song about Lindsay Lohan on there, by the looks of yeah. it. Oh, yeah, and, that was, that was... oh, and dude, you'll love this. There's one for sale for a hundred bucks. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to jump on that, right? Who the hell is selling that for? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. What's the what's the name of the seller? Uh let's take a look at that. Let's take a look. That's crazy. Fitted hat fresh. There okay. you go. I was gonna make sure it wasn't our mutual acquaintance. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed. Who but, knows, so, right? So okay, so you guys what? jump right on this and you say, you know what, we're gonna do this, we're gonna follow our instincts, we're gonna follow our hearts, we're gonna do this thing. So I imagine that at first it was hard to find bands to give you a gi- to play gigs with. I mean, were the yeah. bands? I imagine bands were standoffish. How'd that go? Uh, you know, <coughs> we didn't we didn't really necessarily like fully um, submerge into like the traditional punk scene for for quite a few years. I mean, we I was I mean I was connected to the punk scene. I, I like I was always going to shows and 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 I was and I was present, but. But the band was kind of kind of doing its own thing. Like we were playing a lot of weird, like <clears throat> hipster art, like like artsy fartsy shows in 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 Brooklyn and Man- and Manhattan. Because like <laughs> through the open mic scene, that's kind of that was kind of the first uh, community that that fully embraced us. So like, um, it's it's. It, it took a minute till we till we were like rolling with some of, some of the bands that you you know us to uh, 
to roll with today, you know. Um, we but like we were. I mean, we went. We booked our own tours. Like, I think. I mean, I I toured solo uh, immediately. Like as soon as I had five songs uh, written, I, <laughs> I I jumped, jumped on in the tour. car. And... I, I I jumped on tour opening for this punk band called the Stun Guns. Uh, they were like they kind of sounded like the Briefs. Hmm. They're not in anymore, but like. I jumped on tour for for six weeks and 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 played squats and and parties and stuff like that. And then like a few years later, we did another DIY tour. We did a loop around the country, but we were playing with like anybody really. Like like sometimes it would be punk bands. It wasn't until we went to California, uh, and we and we looped around uh, like. Northern California, we played Gilman Street. I just showed up at Gilman Street. We weren't booked. I just <laughs> showed up and I was like, yo, um, I love this place. I'm just here to hang out, but we're a band. We're on tour. If there's any chance you could squeeze us on this bill, we'd play for free. And the guy was like, uh, yeah, we can do that. So <laughs> we played Gilman Street. He's like, sure, but you have to pay your $4 membership fees. <laughs> you know, they were pretty cool. They and you could actually- vote. <laughs> They were cool to us, you know, but it was, it was, it was through that. Like, I would say after that tour, then we started like connecting with more punk band, like, you know, traditional type punk bands. And then, uh, you know, so so what year was that? I mean, how far were you into your career at that point? I mean, if if you've been around for, it sounds like you've been around for like 11 years now, like crazy in the brain has been around for 11 years. What, uh, was was that five years into your career, two years into your career? How far were you in at that point? Uh, not not that long. I, I I don't know. Like time for me, time is like crazy. I don't. I can't even calculate. Like, <laughs> you, I don't know if we've been around eleven years. It's it, it. I feel like it's it's a little less than that. But you could be right. I, it's it feels like it feels like it's been forever. But also at the same time, it, it's like I don't even know how to like. I'm terrible with time. But anyway, I don't. I think it was like maybe three years into it possibly like um but i know when we when we started really like you know really rolling with like the bouncing souls and leftover crack and like and bands like that it was probably like 2015 okay so so however many years that (laughs) that is i don't know well it was it was definitely 2011 because i'm looking at a picture of that cassette and it's got the okay. date on it, Baldy Longhair Records, twenty eleven. So yeah, you definitely uh, you definitely had uh, at That's least crazy. at least six songs in twenty eleven. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, it took it's like you know. Well, we I, kind of, it just kind of like paved our own path and kind of did things our own way, and and um, eventually we linked back up with with the punk scene and. and it's been awesome. Well, it look it looks like you actually put out your first real album again, if Discogs is to be believed, right? Um, in 2013, and that was Let Me Go. Is that right? And that was on that same label, right? Yeah, the, I'm, Let Me Go is our first album. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's a full length. Uh, I think it's like 16 songs or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Lindsay Lohan. So some of those same songs must have made it from the cassette yeah. onto this. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, Neil. Why yes, don't we sir. stick another? Why don't we stick another song in? What do you, what should we stick in next, Chris? Um, I don't deliver pizza anymore. Is one of my one of my. See favorites. now, I know this song. This is one yeah. you always play this live, and I yeah. think I've heard this from my punk news days. So, all right, okay. was this on an album then? 
Yeah, this is on a uh, EP called Where the Juice Trips. And this, I assume, is not esoteric, but rather straight up autobiographical. This was your non-Dylan phase. This is where you're just yeah. telling stories, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. All right, Crazy in the Brains with that Don't Deliver Pizza Anymore.
All right, that was crazy in the brains. So I don't deliver pizza anymore. And when we saw him, Tom, when we saw them at uh, Reggie's in Chicago, uh, when he announced the name of that song, someone yelled, uh, some wag from the crowd yelled, I'd go back to it if I was you or something like that. Or, don't quit your day job or some shit like that. It was it was pretty humorous, actually. And uh, I have to say, this is a cut-in. Uh, we're going to talk about this later. But, man, you guys did a really good show. I didn't, you know, being the, I think you were that guys who were the second on the bill that night or something like that. And you know, yeah. and you get there early, and you don't always know what to expect from the opening bands. But uh, I was really, really entertained by you guys. I was. Uh, that was it, the Reggie uh, show. He's yeah, about. the Reggie show. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's Reggie funny Scott. because that's funny because uh, we we consider that to be our worst show of the tour. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, not because not because of uh, anything to do with the crowd or, or the venue. Uh, I actually love that that uh, that venue is amazing, and the promoters are really cool. It's just like you know sometimes. Sometimes you just you feel like your performance is off, you know. Mm. Oh, I really enjoyed it. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'd love I'd love to see you when you guys are on because so, it was fun. So something weird happened, right? Like you lost another show, so they just threw you on at the last minute, or how did that work out? Do you remember? Yeah, you know, we were supposed to play um, the Hard Rock Cafe, um, but they like they like were being shady about money last minute, like and didn't want to pay us what we were supposed to get paid. So basically, our our booking agent um, just just kind of hooked this up for us, and, and huh. you know, you know, it, it really, honestly, it worked out because I met a lot of cool people at the show. Um, great show! It was a great crowd too. Yeah, no, the crowd was cool, but yeah, you know, sometimes you just have those you just have those those nights where you're like, oh man, I feel I feel off tonight. Um, so so ho- ho- hold on, hold on, hold on. You're supposed to yeah. play the Hard Rock Cafe in Chicago. Uh I don't know. Is it is, is there a harbor cat? There is, there is, but it's just all tourists. I mean, I didn't wouldn't think downtown, you guys would, right? Yeah, it's downtown, like a, right in the middle of downtown. Yeah, it's like a casino or something, right? Oh, that was probably in Indiana or something. I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, that the, could have been. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, because it was that Tossers tour. Yeah, because the Tossers played there. It was like yeah. a bar show. It was a bar show at that. Yeah. Is Gary? Yeah, Gary. I remember, I remember uh, afterwards because you know we we met back up with them the next night. For to continue the tour, and they were like, "Ah, oh, you guys are probably better off because we got so messed up at the casino. We lost tons of money at uh, <laughs> gambling, and we got way drunk." I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm, I wish I was there to witness that because those guys were so fun to tour with. So fun. I love that band. I've seen them a bunch of times. Of course, they're from Chicago, but they, uh, they Tony the singer. It's just I don't think I wonder if he's ever sober. I wonder if he even in the morning when he wakes up." He's just got no, that kind of that slur, that little bit of a slur. But they're really good. They're really good at being drunk. <laughs> they are, and he plays his mandolin like he's possessed. Yeah. Even they, when he can barely stand up. It's not like it's not like you know, like you see videos of Johnny Thunders back in the day, and he's just a pile of yeah, just yeah, a, falling a down. big mess. You know, yeah. like these guys, these guys like know how to get the right amount of drunk and still perform really well. Every yeah. night, uh, every night of the tour. They invited me up and I sang "Dirty Old Town" with them. Um, oh, nice! Folks, and it was it was amazing. Yeah, but it was fun. It was funny because you guys. So, so the place you played in Grand Rapids here is a great little venue that I actually love. One of my favorites is called the Tip Top Deluxe Bar and Grill. Yeah, you you opened the tour there. It was yeah. just right right before uh, St. Patrick's Day, and mm-hmm. that was a great show too. But it was I mean it's a smaller crowd. It's like a hundred people, but it's a good. It was a good crowd. Rowdy crowd. Thursday night crowd. Yeah. It was a good time. I remember I talked to both you and Tony, 
and I had been drinking pretty good, you know, it was St. Patrick's Day was coming up, and I think you were both a little bit afraid like I was going to eat you or something, <laughs> but I did yeah. Man, I'm I'm always in like a, a like a fuck like an alternate reality when I get off when I get off the stage. I'm like adrenaline is like you know abusing me, and I'm I'm like I'm like always whacked out after shows. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I was weird. I'll tell you what, man. I'm gonna ask you a, a question that you probably get a lot, or maybe you don't. I don't know, but what's uh, where'd you get the name from? Like, what's the is there any meaning to the name, or you just like it sounds like a cool name, or how where'd it come from? You know, to be completely honest, I, I, I made a few songs, and I needed to create um, a band page on the internet, and I, <laughs> like, I didn't want to use my name, because I, like, initially I was like, I wasn't sure what this project was going to be, was I going to be solo, was I going to be a band, I'm like, ah, I don't want to just use my name right now, like. So you didn't. So you weren't even a band at this point. You were. You were no. just. Just you. Okay. Just me. Yeah. Yeah. And and literally out of no, like, I can't tell you where the thought came from. Like, just crazy in the brains just popped into my head, and I was like, "All right, that's that's cool for now." It was a for now. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> I had the intention of just that was just like we'll we'll put that's just a working title or whatever, and then just like, to hold your spot, yeah. Just to have the songs on the internet. Um, and I wasn't really even sharing them at that point. I just wanted them there for okay. Let's put these here, and I'll do something with them in in, in the in the future. But but it just kind of stuck, and then people started like really like responding to it. And 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 especially in those early days when Jeff did jump on board, we were two people. People looked at me and were like, "Oh, this kid's crazy," because because I'm like whatever an eccentric eccentric wild kid or whatever. And they looked at Jeff. As this kind of like sophisticated, oh, I went to I went to music school. I play the fucking marimba. They, they looked at him as the brains, and it just kind of like oh, there you go, yeah, it works. Kind of stuck, but yeah, yeah it, to be honest, like to keep it a hundred, it wasn't it wasn't that thought out. Uh, you know, it just kind of just kind of happened. Just like just like the black guy from Hootie and the Blowfish, they always call him Hootie, right? <laughs> that was a made up right. name. You're crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after, so after, ask for the people because I know some people at home will be wondering, what the hell's a marimba? Uh, marimba is basically, um, I mean, I, I, this is probably not accurate, but my best description of it is it's a bigger xylophone. Okay. And and, and it's hmm. and it's usually made of wood or something like that. Like the xylophone is made of kilon or, or, or some kind of like sort of metallic kind yeah, of like metal little metal yeah, metal yeah. plates different sizes for different key notes right yeah the marimba is massive um but that is what we, we we used initially and it was it was crazy lugging that thing around i was gonna say so okay so you show up at gilman or one of those small little venues and he, yeah. he rolls up with his marimba does the sound man just look at you like he's fucking crazy gilman loved it because gilman is kind of you know a little more artsy a little more hippie like they they were very into it um but you know, there have definitely been shows um, where we rolled up and we got we got hella really ridiculed before we even started playing. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, one one show in particular, which was, which was actually turned out to be, and it always kind of worked out this way. But one show in particular with Mischief Brew, uh, we played in Brooklyn. We started setting up and we were getting abused with fucking <laughs> And like I, I wasn't really even getting mad. I was kinda like laughing it off. 
And some of the stuff, some of the stuff they were throwing and like saying to us, I was like, damn, like if this was a few years later, y'all would be canceled by some of the stuff you're saying. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Not that I would cancel you, right? But like, yeah, they were using some some terms that are not cool, right? But um, this is all. Before were they were they question were they questioning the sexuality of the band with the marimba? Uh, <laughs> there was definitely some of that, yeah. Um, and you know, this was all before we played a, a single note. Um, but once we played, like the second song in, there was a circle pit, and that's usually how it went in the early days. Like people would judge us before we played. But see that to me, I loved that. Like I I loved the challenge of of needing to like needing to win people over like oh you 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 started already creating an, an image in your mind of what you think this is about you have no clue what this is about and uh you know people <laughs> I, I we, we we still get that like not, maybe not as much anymore because more people know who we are but you know people see what i look like or or, or see the setup and they think immediately like, oh this isn't punk this is this isn't punk rock right. i mean we put out a song called punk rocker and 50% of the comments are, are talking about how it isn't punk, right? But, like, to me, that was the whole point of of getting into punk rock, is to challenge, is, is, is to push the boundary. So, like, well, I think it is kind of funny that, the, yeah, your song, Punk Rocker, literally, you, it's it's punk. one of your mellowest songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, this is actually not yeah, a terrible Yeah, it's a good time to play it. Yeah. Why don't we stick to So, this, yeah, I, I listened to it. It's funny because you, so you guys do a lot of videos too. So, you, a lot of these songs we're playing, you do have videos for, and yeah. they're really pretty, like, professional. I don't know if you guys do them yourself or if you got a friend that yeah. shoots them for you or what, but, but yeah. So, let's, uh, let's put the not very punk rock musically song, Punk Rocker, in there, Neil. Okay. Crazy in the Brains, Punk Rocker. Driving down the street I'm bored with looking good I got both hands on the wheel The cops are coming
pleasant If you isn't, you could be Unless you ain't, then whatever, whatever He tattooed my name on his skin No, I'll be there forever, forever Is punk rocker crazy in the brains um i actually really love that song that's the one that gets played most in the uh, in the car um mm, and, and interesting. I, I like it because yeah because like you say uh you don't have to follow all the rules to be punk right i mean that's yeah. basically one I, of the i personally enjoy the, whole the cover of sweet jane that i just found on uh YouTube. oh yeah yeah well, that's I, funny let, let's really? talk, let, let's talk about that because you guys do do. <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that. You guys do 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 a lot of covers. You do do a lot of covers, right? Yeah, we had a we have a discography out. It's like it's like fifty plus songs and uh, ten. I think eight to ten of them are covers. Um, uh, yeah, covers is, is something that has always been fun for us. And and the the point of the point of a cover for for us is to. Uh, we want to add to the legacy of the song, right? And and not and not just cover it. Um, so every every cover we've ever done, I've added my own lyrics, and we've really sung, hmm. yeah. You don't think it's enough just to add xylophone to classic punk songs? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm ambitious. I don't know. Like I've always I've always needed um, to add to add my own verse or or at least one verse, right? Some of them have more than that, but uh, sure. Sweet Chain Sweet Chain might be predominantly my own lyrics uh if if i if i recall correctly but um yeah it's 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 like i i I like like adding to the legacy of songs that i really love you know i I wouldn't cover a song if i didn't feel like um really confident that if the artist heard it like i think they would like it and 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 what happened with punk rocker is we actually got the confirmation from Iggy like he 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 sent us a letter and uh he told like he 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 told us how much he loved it in detail and like to me that's like more (laughs) valuable than any any anything you know I mean that's like something I couldn't even dream of as a kid you know so like pretty cool yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah well, unfortunately, Lou Reed's not going to do that, even if he's alive, because he's kind of a prick. But. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest yeah. <laughs> I think we actually covered it after he had passed away anyway. So. That's good. Yeah, when he I... Wrote, s- he would have wrote you a nasty letter. <laughs> yeah, he would have <laughs> sued you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we saw you, you did, uh, you covered... Uh, Jim Carroll. Yeah, Jim Carroll, People Who Died, right? Was there uh, one, too? And I got, a, I got annoyed, because I was trying to sing along, and you changed all the names, so, you know. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did, right? I, yeah. Actually, I just I just found I was just looking back, I just found some pictures of that. I think and one of the reasons I really enjoyed you guys is cuz you really put a lot of effort into the stage show. Um like you're wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and a captain's hat and shit. 
Yeah. And the, he looks yeah. like Thurston Howell III. He does. From, uh, from and the uh, fucking, Gilligan's Island. And the guitarist looked like he should be in, uh, what is it, looking like a velvet jacket or something and super long hair, yeah. right? A big old mustache. Yeah, he had a mustache for sure. Yeah. yeah so. Definitely looks like he's banned from going near uh, elementary schools. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to look like he should have been in a band in the early 70s or something is what I was going to say. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He, he, he smokes enough weed that he probably he probably should uh, <laughs> stay away from the school. So, so go ahead, Tom. No, I was, I was going to say, well, oh. the, I mean, do you, and like I said, I, I never really got you guys until I saw you live. Do you think, do you think that's something, I mean, do you think you guys need to be seen live to really be appreciated? You, you didn't like us, right? Aren't you Not really, no. You, you were the guy who didn't like us. I, I, yes. I, I remember one of you guys, uh. Well, and it was there's a couple of reasons for that, and some of it I'll talk to you later about. But yes, but there's. A, <laughs> I don't. Hey. Well, no, there was a reason. Okay, so you were getting pushed in our face a lot, so I naturally have a tendency when something's being thrust upon me to just not want to give it a chance. Right. So you I know mean, what I mean. So there was some of that. I don't. I, I personally don't take offense at all to to anyone who who has criticism over over uh, what we do because at the end of the day. It's art, right? And and it's uh, it's all subjective. So like, if if you're into it, that's cool. If you're not, if you're not, you're not. You know, that's always how I've how I've kind of like operated with with this and and life in general. You know, like. Um, but what was your question before that? Do you think you do you think you guys need to be seen live to really be appreciated? Uh, I mean. It depends on what you're what you're interested in, you know. I mean, like I I I personally um, put a lot of physical energy into into the live show, so it's like it's definitely something different live than it is on record. On record, um, I would say it's a little more emotional and a little and 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 probably softer, right? But. But it just depends on what you're into, you know, like, like, um, and what you're, what you're going, what you're uh, looking for in, in an artist. Um, but I say, I, I, I mean, it's me, right? So like, I'm, I like both. Like, I wouldn't really, it, I, I love what we do. So I, like, I could you're, really you're too close to it. Too close to yeah, it. Yeah, to be exactly. Honest. I'm close yes. to it. So like, um, well, how about, how about this? How about this thing that I think is kind of interesting that you do, at least the both the times I saw you this year, you um asked if you asked if people had any questions <laughs> yeah. yeah is that something you'd still do at every show or is that just like a nervous tick when you're not sure what to say between songs or what's the deal with that no i i i that's intentional because i like i i've always loved um something that i learned from punk rock is is uh you know de- deconstructing that barrier you know of of like star like hollywood star yeah 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 like fan right like I don't even look at it as like there's fans in the audience. I want people like to be a part of the performance. There's a lot of shows we didn't. I don't think we did it at that show, but every show that I remember to do this, um, I invite people on stage. Like, yo, come on stage. Like, and and sometimes we get like twenty five, thirty people on there, and the, scu- the security guards are bugging out, freaking out. Like, yo, yo, you can't do this, whatever. But it's like to me that that's like that's the kind of punk rock that I loved, you know, like where we were invited as a kid, like I was invited on stage or I was, in, I, you know, like I remember seeing anti flag when I was like 13 and like Chris number two gives me the mic and I'm like singing the chorus with them, like getting to meet 
the bands backstage getting my converse signed by uh Lars from from Rancid like that that to me is important and I want I want to like carry that into into the future of 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 punk music and music in general so like yeah I, I invite people people I think when I ask like yo does anyone have any questions or anyone have anything to say a lot of people get nervous and they don't they don't like well they don't know I, if I'm serious or what but like you know I am like I, I welcome anyone to well, it's it's one thing too when like when at, at the tip top where there's a hundred people and the stage is one foot tall. Oh yeah. But it's another thing when you're at Reggie's and there's five hundred people and it's a Friday <laughs> yeah. night and everybody's tanked, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll yeah. tell you what. All right, so let's put another song in, and then I'll tell him what I yelled at him when when in Grand Rapids when he asked if we could have any questions, Neil. And That'd I did. And I yelled the same thing the next night in Chicago, and in That'd fact, he, I, and he could well he can answer the question too. Exactly, it'd be a good segue. <laughs> yeah, a good segue. So, what, yeah. what song should we stick in? So, we have an extra song, right? So, there's going to be six total, Neil. So we yeah. can we can do East yeah, Side. How, we'll about, how about for, let's save the new one for the end? Yeah, okay. How about East Side? Do you want to tell us what's yeah. uh, what's that one about? I, well, I assume it's about the East Side, but you know. Yeah, East Side. East Side was was um, just me kind of reflecting on on my childhood and and, and growing up uh, in New Jersey and and uh, being being so close to New York City that I, I was like enamored and like obsessed with with getting over there and, and uh you know like jumping jumping the turnstile and taking the subway to new york and uh did you ever, did you ever move did you ever move to new york and live on the east I, side I, no it's funny like i've never i've never lived in new york and i think you know maybe i will one day honestly i don't know but i think i just i live so close that mm-hmm. i almost it was like not necessary like no. it's literally i can walk from where i am right now five minutes It'll take me 15 minutes total to get to the Lower East Side, so it's like, hmm. I guess I never needed to. But, and, your uh, rent, and your rent's like half as much, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's listen to that song. Let's listen to East Side by Crazy in the Brains. Word. So 
Eastside, crazy in the brains. So yeah. you, so you live in you live in Bi- you live in Bayonne, New Jersey, right? Why, why have I heard of that before? Why is that famous? Uh, I don't know. Is it like uh, gang gangster movie or something? Or like I know it, it, I know that town, that town. Yeah, there. it's been it's been featured in 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 movies for sure. It's kind it of does like, sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, it's been in it's been in a bunch of movies. You know, it's it's right outside Manhattan, so it's like it's uh it's hmm. it's definitely it's definitely got a lot of character and it's. It's, it's it's weird over here. No, let's face it. You still know, live there? Everything. I live I live there now. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Sorry, I'm Tom. I was going to say, let's face it. Everything we know about New Jersey, we either got from the Toxic Avenger movie or the our Goodfellas. Not Goodfellas. <laughs> uh, Sopranos. That's literally yeah. all we know about New Jersey, right? Bayonne's in the Sopranos quite often. Yeah. There you go. That's probably yeah. what you know, Neil. Now, where does uh, now, now where does our good friend Pete live? He's he's from New Jersey, right? From the yeah, I, think, and... I, I don't know where he's from. Okay. He's based. He's based now in Asbury Park, which is like about an. Oh, hour. You're, you're, he's talking. He's talking different. Pete. He's talking bouncing souls, Pete. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Neil's that talking about our buddy Pete, who was also uh, that Pete. So that's actually kind of an interesting. But yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um. So, um. Darn it, Neil! You made me lose my train of thought. Oh, oh, oh the question. The question. Yeah. When I saw you in March, you said, anybody have any questions? And, of course, nobody really said anything. And I'm in the back of the room half tanked up. So I, so I yelled out good and loud, where's the xylophone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you say, it's gone, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. They're like, okay. Yeah. Or gone, baby, gone or something. I don't remember what you said, but it was in uh, – because you – so when you played punk rock bowling, so we were – Neil and I were both at punk rock bowling last fall. You still had your xylophone player in punk rock bowling, right? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so this is like one of your older friends, and and uh, was you know there from the beginning for you. Did you? I mean, is it just he just had to move on with his life, or, or what, what? It didn't end badly, I hope. Uh, it didn't end great, to be honest. Uh, and he wasn't the he wasn't the only person who left. The bass player uh, uh, at the time left too. I'm and the had, only- it been, had it been the same four of you pretty much the whole time, or not? Not really, or same five. Uh, you know, once once Jeff joined, he he was he was there um, till till recently. Same with the bass player. We didn't we didn't swap. We didn't um, we had we had quite a few drummers, um, but those two were were uh, mainstays since since they since they joined. Uh, Ernest, who's with me now, he joined in like 2016 when when I when I passed over guitar duties to him. But yeah, those two dudes um, were with me for a very long time, and uh, we did a six-week tour. And when when we came home, uh, they both decided that they couldn't do it anymore. You know, and uh, mm. there's a lot of like, there's a lot of uh, underlying like personal sloppiness that went on. You know, and like, you mm. know, nah, we weren't we weren't cool. We weren't cool at first. Um, I don't talk to the, to, to the other dude at all, and I, and I don't plan on it. Jeff, I'm Jeff. I'm all right with you know, like it's it's all right. Like at the end of the day, right? Like this lifestyle is is a serious sacrifice, and 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 it's and it's a crazy commitment. So it's like if it's not for you, it's pretty understandable. Um, but it is for me, so I had to keep I had to keep it moving. You know. Um, well, yeah, especially when well, because the fact of the matter is, you it's a tough way to make a living at the end of the day. Yeah, there's a lot of things that 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 make it tough, but you know. 
if but he, you're not if, exactly but you're you're touring you're working your butt off but, but even then when you come home it's not like you're living the lap lack of lap of luxury you know what i mean and so it's 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 hard to so if a guy gets a chance to get a real good job i understand you know i just i, I see how these things go it's tough man I, I, I get it yeah but i mean at the end of the day right it's like bob marley said you know uh r- r- wealth isn't defined by by uh money and i'm powerful yeah. right but it's like at the end of the day um if you really love this and 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 you need to do this like you'll do it and uh that's not a that's not a diss to anyone who who doesn't want to do this but it's just like it kind of made it clear like oh like yeah this this is maybe this didn't happen in the way that i thought like I never really thought of not playing music with Jeff, but at the end of the day, you know, it was the right thing because it was the right move because this is, this is a, this is a privilege, you know, like to have, to have, this is, this is something I consider sacred, you know, like I don't take it for granted <laughs> and it's like, you have to appreciate this in, in order to, to, to make it last and, and, and to, and to be in, in, in this game for the long haul. So it's like, you know, I think everything happens for a reason, and, I, and I'm I'm really like couldn't be happier with where things are headed. So it's like, so it's so with so with okay. So obviously, you know, the fact of the matter is, and, and and maybe this isn't fair, but the fact of the matter is, you guys were kind of known as the xylophone band. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you got no xylophone. Yeah. What? So at, at first, you like, man, where the heck am I going to find a xylophone player who wants to tour <laughs> in the punk rock circuit? Or did you kind of say, you know what, this is a sign and we're going to try to take it a different direction? What was your uh, first instinct? I never I never wanted to um, replace the xylophone. And, and, and honestly, and again, this is not um, to uh, downplay or belittle the history, but like, I never wanted to be considered a xylophone band. Like sure. that wasn't that wasn't. And like my, I said, it might not even be fair, but unfortunately, you know, it was what it was. You know what I mean? It was kind of inevitable. Yeah, I, think. I I accepted it. Like, it, like it didn't offend me. I guess it didn't offend me. It was like, oh, that's that makes sense. That because what do we do? What what does society do? It's desperate to categorize everything yeah. we we see. Label, so, label it. The, the obvious thing to to categorize and 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 to and to define us as was a xylophone punk band. That I was like, all right, that's fine. But, you know, well, you know, to a certain extent, yeah. it was kind of because how many punk bands are there from New Jersey who nobody's heard of? So at least, yeah, it was sort of in a weird way. It's sort of it set you apart. No question about it, right? Yeah, it did. It did. But you know, simultaneously with with um, this transition, uh, you, you know, uh, with the lineup, I also like realized how i was starting to feel you know like yo like i don't necessarily want my songs that i you know these songs that i write mean a lot to me and i don't necessarily want them to be like only known for the fact that there's a xylophone you know for sure yeah like could could it could it start to be limiting i don't know like but i'm the, the fact that it's gone now like is cool. I'm cool with it. Well, know? the thing, the thing I always said, and you, and you said I was the guy who didn't really like the band, and you're, and you're right to a certain yeah. extent. But the right. fact of the matter is, I'm like Xylophone's fun once in a while. Man, I love the song "Gone Daddy Gone" by Violent yeah. Femmes. You know that song? <laughs> it's yeah. great, right? Yeah. But the thing with you guys, it was on every song. 
Yeah, and that was intentional, you know. And I yeah, I, yeah, absolutely, it was intentional. But to me, it was a little bit, a little bit of a, a little too much, you know, just for me personally, for my aesthetic. There's definitely, there's definitely people who feel the same as you, and and my my response to that was always, then don't fucking listen to us, you know. There you go. <laughs> like, there you go. Like, turn off the, turn off your radio. Yeah, or, no, I, I agree, hundred percent. Or listen and, to the songs that that you like, and you know. Sure don't listen to songs you don't like you know like it was an intention it was purposeful right and then yes this is also purposeful right like once 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 homie decided this 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 life wasn't for him i was like yeah well good then that'll be the end of the xylophone like i never wanted to to replace what he did it was it was a clear sign that it's time to evolve and and that's what i've always been about since day one was the evolution like the ramones one of my favorite bands on the planet, and I'm I got to get a tattoo for them eventually. But um, Gowan, they were Gowan. like one, yeah, they were <laughs> one of the only one of the few bands who could kind of can make the same type of record time and time again. Like a lot of bands can't really do that successfully, and I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to keep moving, moving and evolving and growing. So like where we're at now, I think is the best place that we've been yet and i'm stoked for what's so, to come so let's talk about the lineup right now so it's interesting that it's interesting the direction you decided to go so tell us about what you what you decided to do instead uh we got Allie um on keyboards and she is she comes from the ska world she's in the, she's in a ska band she's in a few ska bands played with the slackers a bunch hmm. um and uh yeah i mean it was like at the at the end of the day, the xylophone and the marimba it is basically a an, an acoustic percussive version of a piano. It is it's a piano. It's just yeah, a, to a certain extent. Sure, sure, to a certain extent. Yeah, it's key. You're hitting, you're yeah. Hitting, well, the key the key formation is exactly the same as a piano. It's just you're hitting it instead of gotcha. playing playing it. So it really isn't that different. It's just that. With with the keyboard, you have more options because your sounds aren't limited to just, you know. Yeah, it's a lot more wide open. You can do a lot yeah. more stuff with the well, keyboard yeah, the than you can with a marimba. Really yeah. Wanna re- if you really want to, re- you know, some songs. If you really want to reproduce that, you know, the yeah, you can xylophone yeah. sound. You can do it on the keyboard, or you can do any. Yeah, you yep. can do any number. You know, of it's true. You can, but you know what? We don't like. We never <laughs> we, like. They I noticed that. I didn't. I remember that when I saw you live. I didn't. I didn't hear any yes. song where you tried to replicate the old song. No. From from day one in the rehearsal room, when Ali came in, she she was like showing us different sounds, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I have a, a, a plugin that's ex- an exact replica of a xylophone," and I was like, "Yeah, delete that. Like, <laughs> we don't. We don't yeah, need that. that. Deep save, that. The mar- save the marimba. Yeah, yeah. Delete the xylophone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's." That time is 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 come and gone, you know. And like what she brings to the table uh, is amazing. And 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 some of the songs have a new a new life to them. Oh, I and bet. Also- yeah, I bet that. I, I bet that's actually really exciting for you for some of these new old songs of yours that mean a lot. They now have a whole new life, right? Absolutely. And and at the end of the day, too, it it, it comes down to this. Allie lives lives for this. This is her. This is this. This she's she's a lifer, you know. Like the 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 punk scene, creating music, um, touring. She she. There's nothing else that is more important to to her than this. So it's like 
I knew when I met her that like, okay, this is someone who's on my same level, and and uh, and uh, I, I can relate to this person on on a super deep type of level. That uh, that's what I need. That's what I need. You know what I mean? That's that's going to be the thing that pushes. That's going to be the quality that pushes the uh, music and the artistry in the direction that you want it to go. So. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. She's she's in the band with us. Is the, is is the whole band based in New Jersey now, or do you have people around the country and stuff? No, I mean honestly, the ba- the band is like, truthfully, it's based in Brooklyn because m- mostly everyone lives in Brooklyn except gotcha. for me. Okay, except for me, but um, but you know, like we still kind of claim New Jersey because that's the origin of 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 the whole thing, right? Now, how was how was COVID times for you guys? Did you uh did you were you able to get out and do much or was it was the band on, on a hiatus for the for COVID? Uh we you know we we kind of went back to our roots and, and we uh we did the the folk punk thing and and we 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 bust around Manhattan and we uh and we uh did a lot of live streaming um and worked on music, you know. It it, it was crazy to not you know, it was crazy for everyone, but you had to adapt. You know, and yep. we did our best. We did our best to adapt. We did a lot of of outdoor bus, like busking, and 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 just film it. You know, like we'll show up at a uh, at whatever. You know, like on the streets of, of New York City, and just start playing our music, and, and we and we we throw it up on the internet, and uh, that's kind of how we like stayed um, stayed alive during those times. <clears throat> So, did you record any any new stuff? Like, is there anything new coming out in the uh, in the not too distant future? Future? Do you have a new well, album or what, something? Well, I'll tell you what, Neil. So, do we have one more song? We do actually. We the, yeah, we do. And then the new one, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, hmm. I'll tell you what. Let's put a new song in, and then, or not the new song. Let's put one more song in, and then we'll kind of catch up. With All right, what sounds good. Yeah, sound like a plan. Uh, yeah. Right, so cool. this one, this one, <laughs> this one's called Candy Yams. Tell us what this one's about. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? Um... This song I wrote when I was in a when I when I was coming out just coming out of an extremely dark place, very very messed up place, and and uh, I was finally seeing my way out of it, you know, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's just pure aggression, just just pure like maybe disgusted with with myself and kind of uh, disgusted with again the music industry maybe um i was i was just in a in, in a very combative place and uh that song just came to be we call i called it candy yams because um it was kind of like a like a a joke or not a joke but uh sort of like a mockery of how everything in in my uh everything everything that I was coming across at that time was like seemed to be like watered down and sugar coated and like hmm. every everybody so many bands and artists that I was running into I felt like was was only putting out the type of art and music that they that they felt like was safe and 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 people were just aiming to to do whatever was pleasing um and no one was taking any risk I felt like at that time so it was like I was like oh, I want to call this song Candy Yams um, wow! So it's like, yeah, that, that's kind of crazy because it sounds from the title, it sounds like a joke song, but it's actually super deep when you when you've described yeah, it lot, like that. <laughs> a lot of our songs are, are are exactly that, right? People think it's like a joke, and it, it, it not it, a joke is the wrong word. It's kind of more like a like a mockery or something, or or, or yeah. like. But you know, um, that's one of my favorite songs that, that honestly we have. We still we close the show with that um, almost every almost every night. So. 
Excellent. Cool. Yeah, let's yeah. give this a listen then. So uh, this Crazy in the Brains with Candy Yams. DMs there, crazy in the brains. Yee! <laughs> Good one. Yeah, so, um, COVID, did you write a new song? It's got new stuff coming out. What's uh, what's on the horizon for Crazy in the Brains? You guys gig yeah. in or whatever? Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be dropping uh, a bunch of tour info by the end of the summer. Um, right now, as far as shows that are, that are uh, announced, we have a show with Teenage Bottle Rocket, um, and Susan. Oh wow! One of your favorites, Neil. Yep. Are, is that is that true? Or are you being, yeah. Are you no, I know. I, no, I, I, I love. I love. I love. I love. Like I love. Right? Um, were you were you gonna say Susie Moon? 
Yeah, Susie Moon. Yay! I've seen I've seen Susie four or five times this year so far. Yeah, we love Susie love, too. Love those guys. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked to uh, to see to see uh, Susie Moon. I know the guitar player is the, is a former guitar player of the River City Rebels, which is uh, which is a band I grew up seeing. Oh, Patty, Patty Bow. Patty Botox, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays bass, yeah, plays bass. Oh, bass, bass. Okay. Yeah, I loved that band um, when I was a teenager, and I saw them all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm that that show's announced. I think there's no. Maybe where a few where is that? Is 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 that out by you or whereabouts that's, is that? That's in New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey, okay. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as recording music, um, we we recorded East Side during COVID, which we dropped a few months back. We recorded a song called Open Eyes during COVID, which that is going to be released uh, this Friday. And that is the final song featuring Xylophone for this band. Um, and we're going to play that here shortly. So Hell yeah. And then, yeah, we're, we're back in the studio at the end of August to record um, a bunch of new songs with Pete once again. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Um, so, yeah. he's, so he's talking about Pete, what is it, Steinkamp? How is it pronounced? Steinkamp. Steinko. That's yeah. the guitar player from the Balancing Souls, Neil. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And um, he is doing a ton of production stuff. He's he's a matter of fact, our our, our other buddy Pete is recording with him. What band our is our other it? New Jersey buddy Pete? Pete Vincelli. Pete Vincelli from the Fullers and uh what's the new band sound? Burnt Mill Ghosts. Burnt Mill Ghosts, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. he the thing is Pete appears to be like the new he's like the Bruce Springsteen for punks, I think, over there because he is really <laughs> involved with just about everything. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he's been he's been an amazing uh, supporter and, and a mentor to us. I mean, he he took us on tour, and uh, he, he 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 throws us shows all the time. And, and and in the studio, he's the most the most supportive and encouraging uh, producer that we've ever mm. ever fucked with. So like, he, I consider him a great friend, you know. And and again, another another. Another band that I grew up seeing, like, all the time. I mean, they were, because I'm, not just because I'm from Jersey. I mean, like, they were always playing, right? And I sure. loved, I loved them. And anytime they played near nearby, I was there. So it's 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 kind of a trip to. to so to did you, did you tour a little bit with the Bouncing Souls? Yeah, yeah, we did, a, we did a few weeks with them. So now that's an interesting lineup, right? Because you got, cause so Bouncing Souls, I mean, they're like the quintessential punk band for guys who are like 40 45 now <laughs> yeah so how did that did you go over well with that crowd uh yeah we we did you know what um well a a lot of a lot of the people that go to see bouncing souls are parents and they bring their kids so mm. a lot of those shows were dads and moms bring, coming up to me with their kids and being like yo this is my kid's first punk show and he loved you guys, uh, or she loved you guys. So it was a lot of that. Um, it was also, you know, the other two bands on that tour, the first tour we did with them were the Casualties and the Bronx. Wow. The Casualties. That's a weird bill. Yeah, it is a weird bill. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, it was a great opportunity for us because sure. Casualties is a lot of young, is a lot of young punks. And, and even though we're well, not. they're not young. <laughs> no, no, but their fan, their fans are, and and like even though we're not as hardcore as them, they fucked with us. They liked us, you know. Same with, huh. them. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we've kind of thrived with 
no no one really not to sound i don't even mean this in a cocky way but like nobody really sounds like us so it doesn't really matter who we play with like yeah i think i think like we make it work no matter who we open for i mean we did we we toured with negative approach and and leftover crack like obviously negative approach is like one of the most hardcore bands in the punk yeah in punk rock history and then you got leftover crack doing their thing we don't sound like either of those bands either but again it was like probably one of the most successful tours we've done so Mm. so so okay so you're recording some stuff but you're not sure what's gonna come of it yet you don't know if you're gonna do an album or what where can people keep in touch with you guys i see you got you got all social media stuff i assume you got your own website where where can people find you yeah where can buy people buy t-shirts and shit like that if they want to well buy albums and stuff uh most of our merch is available on Bandcamp, so crazy in the brains um at Bandcamp, uh and then i'm I, I run the socials so like instagram is good i'm i'm always on there like talking to people and uh, posting crazy stuff and 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 you know, keeping people in, in the loop on 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 releases and, and whatnot, and just kind of wilding out on there. So, so when you say you're releasing the uh, the track Open Eyes, um, does that mean yeah. like, as you're actually a seven inch or something, or are you just releasing it digitally? Just digital. Okay. Uh, it, it'll be on Spotify and Bandcamp and Apple and on everything, all the platforms. You know, you're just never going to get it out of your. Seven, 1978 year old, uh, 1978 teenage buying habits that, that singles aren't singles anymore, are you? Well, no, that's right. If someone says release, I just expect to be able to go to the record store and <laughs> come out with a 7-inch. Yeah, exactly. Better yet, you go on YouTube. Yeah. We will, you know, we will do a vinyl uh, again because it's been, it's been, we skipped a few releases and and the, the past few, oh no, actually, you know what, I'm wrong. Our last 7-inch, our last EP came out on vinyl. It was a 7-inch, Where the Juice Strips. But I love, I, I'm with you, I love vinyl. It's just, you know, this is corny, boring business talk, but it's like, it really makes sense to, to do a vinyl when you're going on tour. Sure. And right yeah. at this very moment, we, we're not on tour, so we're not going to put a single out on vinyl. But when we do go back on tour, we'll, we'll have vinyl in some form. Well, I also, I also want the band to make money, Tom, because let's face it, they're not making yeah. any money at all from fucking Spotify or something, are they? I yeah, mean, oh, not no, making if, a... if 10 million people watch their YouTube video, they'll get 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I, I got one more question. I, I was I almost forgot, but... Um, and then I'll turn it back over to you, Neil, if you got want to have some, some final questions, but... When you were on tour, you had this big book of visual art. Too. Oh, that's so right. You, yeah, you like to play around with. So, what's what's the deal with that? You like to play around with a little visual art too, or? Yeah, I mean that's 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 how I started. You know, like uh, drawing, comic books, painting. Uh, like that. That's how I got into. That's how I first tapped into the creative antenna, or if you if you want to call it that. Like, um, so. From from day one, I've always I've always been uh, I've always been throwing my visual art in, into into the band's uh, you know world. All, all all the all the album art and and the album covers is my art. Uh, the, all hmm. the is my art. I started selling prints on tour just just because you know, and 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 it and it's just another way to connect with people. You know, like I really at the end of the day, that's what I love the most. You know, obviously, I love performing and I, and I love writing music. Um, but you know, I'd say equally, what I love is is after the show, like walking around and talking to people, and like art 
visual art is just another is another conversation I get to have. You know, it's just another another avenue for me to. Um, I don't know, know, dude. You didn't seem like you were that thrilled when I was talking to you. You, <laughs> yeah, you drunk nervous. bastard! Just leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really don't remember this. What, what, was, That's I, right. uh, what was I doing? Like, I, like, so I don't know. I think my wife snapped a picture of us. I'll see if I can find it. I'll, I'll <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I said, you probably just caught me like. No, no, it was. I didn't. Th- I didn't think anything of it. I was just, uh, like I said, I. <laughs> he, annoy- uh, he, he annoys everybody, Chris. Don't worry about it. I'm very. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty friendly. Usually, especially when he's I, drunk. I do try to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but getting getting back to the visual stuff a minute, it, it did actually set you guys apart because you know merch booth of most bands, it's the same thing, right? They have some T-shirts and maybe some vinyl and maybe some Eight. some yeah some 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 badges or something or patches. I mean, but you guys had that big like visual arts book to to leaf through. It was actually very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, and those are all original, right? I mean, those aren't copies; those are like are pieces, or are they are they are they prints? Uh, some of them were prints, some of them were originals. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's all my artwork. You know? Neil, you should have bought a couple of those it, just in case he dies very young. You could be very wealthy. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. God, well, that's <laughs> how art, art works. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. I just that's uh, true. That is that is true. Um, well, uh, sh- I tell you what, let's play this. Uh, let's play this new. Let's play this new track. Um, you say it's out this Friday, right? So uh, it's called "Open Eyes." Now, what is what is this about? Uh, you know, this song. Um, I wouldn't call it a diss track, but <laughs> it's like it's a song about about two different scenarios that happened in my life where people who I loved. Um, treated me in a way that I didn't that I didn't appreciate <laughs> so hmm. yeah it's that it's 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 a it's a it's it's inspired probably once again by Bob Dylan it's a lot of words uh it's <laughs> it, it's one of those it's one of those moments where I was like let me get as literal as I possibly can see everybody you think you think uh, crazy in the brains are just a are just a, a comedy band but they're actually <laughs> very deep see Okay, well, let's give it a listen. Let's give it a listen. This is uh, Open Eyes, the last one tonight from Crazy in the Brains. Friend of me, until you started stealing like we didn't raise you better. I used to love you, love the toy, we grew up together. But don't offend, and it ain't like that now. It ain't safe for you to come back around. Above your head, I'm on my own. You had your chance, and now it's gone. I had to find another way. When you Yourself. You're sleeping with your demons and then waking up in hell I'm laughing now what I once thought was grief Grasping for cloud but you're still out of reach It's hard to see this odyssey unfolding like it does But I'll turn my back on you if I got to do 
there hope you all uh, hope, hope you all enjoyed that hey tell me um so bob dylan um yeah. did you see the uh i think this is like it's like a three-hour documentary i think it was done by scorsese right on on uh, netflix or something like that tell me have you, have you seen that i have not no oh the one where uh i think it's called like rolling thunder or something it, it, the one where it, it follows him during his uh his clown face, where he's wearing the clown makeup. No, no, no. This is this is a lot of the stuff. Is the uh, the early um, English tour in maybe '67 when he got booed when he went electric and stuff. Uh, but it, oh no! But it's basically him talking about his whole career, right? There's interviews with him and all the people around him. It's really fucking long. And like I said, I think it's done by Scorsese, so you know it's you know it's really good. But. Uh, it, it, it was really interesting because I didn't really know much about Dylan apart from the obvious before I watched it. But, uh, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, super interesting if you're a fan, I guess. I'll definitely check that out. I love, yeah, Bob Dylan is, is a huge influence of mine. But it's, uh, but it, it's long, so it, it, it takes, yeah. a commitment to, uh, takes a commitment to watch it. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Tom, do you have anything else for our friend? Oh, you know what I wanted to say? So when, when, we, first, when we first told Chris he was going to be coming on, um, I asked him to pick six songs like we do with, with all the people that come on. And uh, I think he thought I just meant six songs that he likes or whatever. So he actually, <laughs> he actually picked six very eclectic songs. <laughs> um, and actually, I really appreciated it. He had X-ray Specs and a Damned. Uh, so we had, we had the early punk stuff covered. He had a Beastie Boys oh. song. He had a Bob Dylan, right, or something like that. Bob Dylan. Um, he had uh, Beastie Boys. Yeah, Beastie Boys. Bob Dylan. Nina Simone, which is um, amazing oh, yeah. for a punk rocket mm-hmm. to put in some Nina Simone in there. And then, okay, the Moldy Peaches. Tell me, who are the Moldy Peaches? Oh, the Moldy Peaches are uh, Kimya Dawson and Adam Green. I don't know if you're familiar with those mm. those artists. No. But, uh, they were they were a band that that uh, started in in the uh, open mic scene that that we um, started in, except you know like ten maybe twelve years before we were there. Um, and they they were they were some of the originators of what people considered to be uh, anti folk, hmm. which was like punk. It was kind of like weirdo, uh, like artsy folk punk, like. Um, really like theatrical they wore like costumes and, and, and stuff and like weird instruments not uh, they, they they i don't know if they used uh xylophones but like 
they would go they would go out there and, and they would and they would get really uh experimental and uh that was a band that was super um inspirational to us when we first started and and like i said they they were in that that scene that we that open mic scene um adam green who's uh who's a guitar player in that band and the uh, and the co-lead vocalist he he's featured on our first album hmm. uh so yeah it's like weirdo new york city art punk <clears throat> Okay, cool. Thanks for thanks yeah, for explaining that. Yeah, I'd never heard of that band before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think last question for me. Do you uh, actually another band that we've interviewed on the show was uh, is Doc Rotten? Do you know those guys? I don't know them personally, but I know um, we have like mutual uh, gotcha. acquaintances, and yeah. yeah, we're like around. I've been around their people. Yeah, we have a it's lot. A big of, state. It's a big state, Neil. I everybody guess. I guess. Everybody. But we we have a lot of people from New Jersey on, haven't we? Jeez. I always, you know, think of how much music, the history of music, how many great bands, not necessarily punk, but have come from New Jersey. I think New Jersey have some of the best musicians because they do have that chip on their shoulder about New York. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean I, I, Springsteen, I the Misfits, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much, right? It's weird, though, because, like, there's a lot of bands. Like, I, I love where I'm from. I'm from, obviously. I, I, I still live here, right? But, like, I never really considered us to be like a Jersey band. I, I mean, like some people like really like identify themselves by where they're from, especially especially Jersey people. Like, there's there's bands like, and again, this ain't this ain't a diss, but like, you know, like the Gaslight Anthem or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're like so synonymous with Jersey itself, and like I I don't really feel that way. I mean, I like. Well, they're very Springsteen esque, and you're not. You guys don't really. I mean, if you're if you're a Springsteen fan, you don't hear the music, you know. Yeah, I, I like. I really do like. I, I I like Bruce Springsteen a lot, but but like. I believe you're required by law to say that if you live in New Jersey. So I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yes, sure. Yeah. You know, you'll, know be take, you'll be taken out and kneecapped. Yeah. Exactly. I I actually I didn't like him, I, and I refused him for many years. But my mom took me to saw him live. Took him, took me to see him live, and once I saw him live, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And then I listened to the album Nebraska, and that's that's really my favorite um, piece of work by him. But it's like, yeah, I mean, like, I love Jersey, I love where I'm from, but I didn't, I don't like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I like define myself by by that. And there's a lot of bands that do. And I don't think we really fit in with them, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, think about the Misfits, right? The Misfits are from New Jersey, but it's not really about that. Right. They created their own world. They created their own... It's true. Their, their own vibe. Like, yeah, they're from Jersey, but that's kind of, like, secondary. And I, and to me, I think the, that's how it should be. Like, the art, the art comes first. Like, it don't matter where you're from, you know? Like, but at the end of the day, like, you know, like your environment is an inspiration and i'm sure if i wasn't from here I, I would sound a lot different and i my the music i would be making would be a lot different um you'd be like you'd be like a punk band with a didgeridoo or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah those australian punk Just bands. some other weird <laughs> yeah yeah sure <laughs> well i i have nothing else tom how about you you know we should probably go we started late tonight uh so we should probably go to bed yeah, he should probably let Chris go to bed, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Dude, but thanks hey, for man, coming dude, on. Thanks so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, and, yeah, uh, so, yeah, we'll so, definitely keep in touch. Next time you come through Grand Rapids, you won't 
think I'm gonna smack you or something. Maybe I come up and talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah for, for sure. sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Cheers again, everybody. Check out Crazy in the Brains. Check out their Bandcamp page and stuff like that. Yeah, and and, and buy T-shirts and stuff. So uh, thanks for coming on, my friend. Keep these boys on the road. Yep. Peace. Yep. Stay free and uh, keep a little mark in your heart, everybody. Smell you later. Smell you later. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What a fucking rotter.